Welcome back to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast sponsored by Manscaped. This week we are joined by Miss Sally Cavell, 49ers pro personnel analyst, also the NFL's first black female scout, Halen from New Orleans. You have to call it that, right? That's the correct No, word. New Orleans, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, is that just the out-of-towners way of saying it? Yes, because okay. at home we don't, we don't say that at all. Nope. <laughs> Hailing from New Orleans, Louisiana, making her way to the Bay Area. So, Sally, I have the most important question that I have to ask you. Um, okay. Now that you are in the Bay Area, have you found good Creole food? No. No? That's the easy answer. No. Really? No. You Not even close, home. Kiana. Not even close. Wow. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, Bay. I'm sorry, Bay. But No. <laughs> no. So you no. got to go home to get that authentic New Orleans food. Have to. That's the only place you're going to get it just how we make it in New Orleans. That's the only place. Enough said. I trust the, the professional. You know about good, <laughs> authentic New Orleans food. That I ever will. So I will say, though, uh, 49ers are fortunate to play there twice in the last two years. Yep. The best food of my life on that trip. So. I'm trying to tell you, if you're not careful, you can gain five pounds in two days. It's real easy to do that. It's worth it. It's worth it, especially um, when, you know, you feel food, food deprived. Not saying there's anything wrong with a lot of Bay Area food, but I miss that, that Southern cooking that I haven't really had in a really long time. So, all yes. right. So before we get into the football questions, I want to talk about your path you received your bachelor's and master's degrees at Sam Houston State, played college yes. basketball. Take us from there. How did your involvement in sports get you to where you are now? Okay, so while at Sam, uh, like you just mentioned, I got my master's. Um, so in my master's program, you were required to get an a internship. So I was just like, man, you know, I'm ready to go home. Um, and I want to intern with a, a sport that I didn't play. I didn't play football. Um, so I reached out to the former head football coach that was at Sam Houston, Willie Fritz, um, who was now at Tulane. So I reached out to him and I said, you know, hey, um, want to come back home, uh, want to intern with you all during the, uh, the training camp aspect of it, portion of it. And he was like, yeah, sound like, come on home, but just know this is going to be non-paid. So um, that was a decision I had to make. Um, and like I said, going home, it was, it was kind of a pretty easy decision. Um, so I just stayed with my parents for those, those summer months. Um, and then once the season started up in August, uh, he came to me and he was like, hey, you know, you did a pretty good job in this, your internship. Would you like to um, be full-time? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a job. So, yeah. Yes, I would be. Um, so that's kind of how this path, this career path forged. So then down the line, you received that opportunity with the 49ers. Did yes. it ever cross your mind that there's literally no one like you in that role doing what you do? Um, honestly, I didn't even think about it. Uh, I just said, look, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to find a way to do it. I n it never crossed my mind like, oh, you know, I am the only. It, that never crossed my mind. And still to like today, like, 
it's still like I don't feel it like I don't feel any different you know what I'm saying yeah. like it's normal to me so even now it's just like I'm just a scout I'm a pro scout that's it that's it that's it to the title um so given that there aren't many women let alone black women in this field who is there anybody that you look up to who do you kind of see as a mentor is there anybody that you kind of see in that kind of light um my mentor would be Rand Carthon, uh, our pro director, and Brandon Hutt, um, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers pro directors. Those would be my two mentors, and they're black males. Um, so those, those, I look up to those guys a lot. I rely on them for advice, um, for information. I rely on them for a lot. Um, so those, I would say those two are my mentors that I would consider in this business right now. Okay, so give us a rundown. What does a pro personnel analyst role look like? What is it that you do? Um, so I'm going to go from preseason to now. Okay, okay I'm going to break that down break for Break it you down for bit. us. <laughs> so um, training camp time is when uh, the rosters are full, right? So that is our one of our busiest times. Um, so we come in training camp we evaluating our roster and then once uh preseason games start then we start evaluating the rosters across the league um and you know like just always trying to get a feel for what's going on across the league so that's the entire training camp process just watching all the other 31 teams across the league uh evaluating those rosters season come now it's more um specific to us in in terms of um, so I do advances. So what we have is advances. And basically our advances are um, scouting reports on upcoming opponents that we play to our coaches. So that's kind of during the season, just, hey, making sure we, we know the ins and out of this upcoming opponent. And then uh, now we move into free agency and we're starting meetings tomorrow, actually. Um, and that's another very, very busy time for us. Because now you're really, really focusing on guys that fit your culture, that fit your scheme, that fit what you're trying to build uh, within your organization. So, again, we're just uh, scouring the other 31 teams and just looking at guys that can come in and have a, a big impact for us. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. I'm going to jump back to what we were just talking about. And, and I know we brought up that you didn't really pay much attention to not so many people looking like you having that role. It was more mm -hmm. so you coming in and doing your job. And that was the gist of it. But since you are the only woman in your role, are there any challenges that you feel like you might face? Um, honestly, I haven't faced anything. If, if you ask Ran, he thinks that I get special treatment here. <laughs> um, he thinks that I always get my way here. Um, but no, like any challenges I face, none. Um, there's never been a time where it was like, oh, hey, Sal, she's a great female scout, or, oh, she actually knows what she's talking about. There's never been a time um, that I felt uncomfortable, that I felt like my voice was lessened. Um, 
I can, like I said, when I present my events to our head football coach and the entire football staff, it wasn't like, oh, does she really know what she's talking about? It's like, hey, Sal, thank you for this information. This is really good. Um, so, no, I haven't, I haven't personally faced any challenges. I think that's a big testament to the team and the front office. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing something where I believe it was John Lynch was talking about you. And it was never, you know, because she's a girl, because she's a female. It was just your work ethic, what you brought to the table, how that gave you a leg up over other people who were interested in that same role that you have. And and it a lot has to do with who you are and uh, what you bring to the table. And it's seen throughout the organization. And you're a behind the scenes kind of person. You don't really like doing interviews and stuff like this, but we hear your name so often. And, and even we talked to Rand in our last podcast and he just brought up your name and, and how special and how, how much value you bring to the team. So it really, really says a lot, but um, having never perfect played football professionally, mm-hmm. how do you evaluate talent? Um, I think that everybody has some type of evaluation in them, right? Whether you look at me and say, you know, hey, she has um, brown hair, like you're evaluating my hair. I think that everybody has a level of evaluation in them. Um, Playing basketball just kind of gave me a better insight on um, just like movement and strength and stuff like that. So when I, when I, came on my interview and I had to evaluate certain players. I just looked at it in terms of, okay, how does this guy move? Um, How strong is he? Can he catch? Does he look natural? Just if he looks natural being an athlete, right? And then everything else, uh, the different terminology, if he fit our scheme, they just taught me all that along the way. But I just had like a, just like a basic level of understanding of an athlete. And that, being a former athlete really helped me yeah. to to learn. Yeah, we had the chance. I just told you we talked to Rand uh, last week, and he gave us a peek into the uniqueness of this past year and what it could look like yeah. going forward. In your eyes, what were some of the biggest challenges for you when it comes to scouting and assessing talent in the midst of a pandemic? Um, probably the biggest challenge was actually getting your eyes on players. Um, just like going into games and actually getting a feel for who the player actually is in real time. Because you look at film and some things you cannot just get on film. Some things you have to actually see with your eyes. Um, So that was probably the biggest challenge that I faced this year is not actually getting my eyes on the guy in real time. Sally, you continue to break barriers and deservingly so, but what do you see when you sit back and kind of look at where you are now, what do you see as your greatest accomplishment so far? Ooh, my greatest <laughs> accomplishment. Um, I think my greatest accomplishment is just continuing to learn. Um, if and every if you know me, um, I'm very upfront about a lot of things. I don't really. There's not really much about me like you. You won't be like, oh, I, does she think this? I will tell you. You know, so I'm very upfront, but I'm very open, and I will be the first person to be like, you know, hey, what does that mean? Or I don't understand it. Or can you yeah. teach me that? I think 
that has been my greatest accomplishment is just being vulnerable and uh, open to like, hey, I don't understand. Like, yeah, this terminology is normal for people that play, but I didn't. So can you explain that to me? And it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. It doesn't make me feel less than. It doesn't make me feel stupid. Honestly, it makes me stronger. Like, hey, I, ha I can have this voice to say I don't know, and everybody's okay with that. 100%. Your ultimate goal is to become a GM. Yes. Why is that? Um, I think there is something about building a roster and building a culture um, that fits your mold, right? So every, um, obviously, the, the goal is to build a winning roster uh, with great men. Um, but there, there's also an aspect of it. You also have to put your own personal flavor on it. Um, so I just, I don't know, just something about seeing that come true and just seeing um, how I can change an organization. Uh, that's, that's like my biggest goal. <laughs> I can't wait to see that happen. Just don't forget about the little people along the way. You can hire me as like, you know, I'll be like somebody's assistant. It's cool. Just put me in there somewhere in the mix. <laughs> but how has it been to work with John Lynch? He's closing out his fourth season of being an NFL GM. What are some of those traits that maybe that you learned or from him or, or things that you just picked up along the way? What's it been like? Um, the biggest trait to me uh, is his uh, authenticity. He's genuine. He yeah. is who he is, you know, being, you know, a Hall of Famer now, being one of the greats at his position, um, but he's still just a genuine, he's a loving person. He really cares about you. Um, that's the most important trait to me is the person and him as a person. He is a great, great person. Um, and he knows how to be a leader. He knows people's strengths. He knows people's weaknesses. And he's always putting you in a position to be successful. He'll never throw you out there to the wolves. Um, and you can go to him with anything. You know, he's very open. He's understanding. Um, like I said, I think he has all the great traits of being a leader. And obviously, you know, it's showing. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. So it wouldn't be the You've Got Mail podcast if we didn't take any fan submitted questions. So I have one for you from Jonathan, Jonathan Sandoval, Citrus Heights, California, and it's along the lines Rand answered the same thing, but you know, despite the record and all of the uncontrollables that the 49ers had to deal with this past season, mm -hmm. in your eyes, was there any bright spots that you think that this team can carry over into 2021? Yeah, so I saw a lot of what you would call backup rotational guys yep. get their feet wet and excel. Like I have a lot of promise. Uh, for our D-line. I was so proud of those guys, how they came, how they battled. Um, when Nick and both solidly went down the very next play, you can see guys really exploding off the ball, just really getting after it. Um, you can, I, I saw camaraderie. I saw a team that had a lot of obstacles, ups and downs, that came together and fought to the very, very last game. So that's that's the promise that I have for this team. And that's honestly the joy I have working with these these men 
Sally, favorite part of your role with the 49ers, what would it be? Ooh, favorite part of my role. That's kind of tough, Kiana. <laughs> um, it literally just came to me. I'm like, I would really genuinely want to know this. Ah, the favorite part of my role. I think it is kind of getting that satisfaction of you got this guy correct. Um, you, you, you do work on a guy, you watch a guy, you evaluate a guy, and then you, you see your work come to fruition. That's my favorite part is, okay, it kind of gives you like some self-confidence, like, oh, well, I'm actually pretty good at this, you know? So yeah, that's probably my favorite part. <laughs> I respect that. So one thing I know about you, Sally, you are passionate about mental health and mental health awareness, which I believe is more important now than ever, especially considering, you know, these uncertain times that we have been in. Uh, things certainly hit close to home here with the 49ers. I know you have been involved in a number of causes, but tell me a little bit about your ties and why that has become a topic of focus for you. Um, so I have a lot of family members, uh, immediate family members that battle with depression um, bipolar. So I know what mental health um, like issues can do to people. And I know how it can make them not themselves. Um, and this was a tough season. It was, it was a tough year uh, with the pandemic, with the Black Lives Matter. Um, it, it was very tough. And I didn't realize how tough it was on me um, until the holiday season. So um, I battled with depression for the last four months. I didn't know exactly what it was until I actually talked about it. Um, and I know how depression can be, you know, there was times like for a month straight, I just, I slept. I didn't want to do work. I just didn't feel like I was valued. Not that anybody made me feel that way. I just couldn't get out of this dark place. Um, and I think that just everything that was going on in the world, you know, black people being killed and then the pandemic, you know, you can't go home to see your families during the season. So everything just kind of snowballed on me at once. Um, and then once I finally, you know, figured out like, hey, this is what it is. I went to Rand and I said, hey, I am depressed. And um, he was like, okay, well, these are the steps we have to take you um, to helping you get to a better place. And then, um, you know, he, he did that. He, he contacted me with people to talk to and just open up. And then I work with a great team, a great group of guys in Crowley Hanlon, RJ Gillen, Fred Gamage. I sat down and I had this conversation with them too. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, I'm behind on my work. I've been battling with depression. I didn't really know how severe my depression was, but this is what I've been going through. And they rallied around me. It wasn't like, oh, you know, women. It wasn't nothing like that. Um, they rallied around me. They helped me. And, um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm feeling so much better. Still not where I want to be. But just being open about it, it gives me strength. It gives me confidence. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm better. I'm better now. I, I'm feeling really good, so. 
that goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, about asking questions and never feeling uncomfortable and being able to be vulnerable. And I appreciate you just being vulnerable here with us and, and talking to us about what you had to deal with, what you were currently dealing mm-hmm. with and working through that. And, and just for somebody that's listening, you know, I know a lot of times you said that you didn't even know that you were battling yeah. depression, but there might be someone that's listening right now and it might hearing you might kind of spark that, you know what, I, I, I kind of I empathize with her. I feel what she's going through. Mm-hmm. For someone that is listening, what would you recommend them to do? What would you suggest? What direction would you point them in? Um, I would always say know yourself. Um, you know your feelings better than anybody. And uh, I will always say just be open, be vulnerable. And to people that think they know somebody that might be battling with depression, just talk to them. Um, A lot of people like to be strong. Uh, I'm that way just from being an athlete. We were taught to be strong, but, you know, these athletes went through the same thing. So just be open. Um, Check up on your strong friends. You know, check up on those people that it always seems like they're doing good. They're always happy. Hey, check up on them because you, you never know. And that one conversation can open up a lot of doors and they can just, you can help them get the help that they need. I couldn't agree with you a hundred percent more. Um, that, that saying, check up on your strong friends. It's always, it's some, not always, but sometimes it is the people that you think they've got it all together and they're yep. doing just fine. That, that could really use that extra, just motivation, some extra love, just, mm-hmm. just, checking in and following up. So appreciate the words, appreciate the insight. <laughs> Sally, this was incredible. Thank you for joining us on the You Got Mail podcast. What's next on your docket? What's So you gave us a little bit of the time frame of the year. What are you up to now? So tomorrow's free agency meetings, getting those rolling. Uh, and then after that, I can decompress a little bit. There you go. And then I'll start watching some college guys. There we go. We're focusing on free agency, then making our way to the college guys with a draft coming up. Sally is a busy woman, so we're going to let her go. Sally, appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you, Kiana.